Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live. A program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. Thanks for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. This program is all about educating seniors and their caregivers, helping them make informed decisions. And it's a great place to listen and learn. And so many people consider Senior Care Live appointment radio, and I hope you will too. As always, if you have a question, you can visit online at Senior Care Live, L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com, or you can go old school and give us a phone call at one 800 331 Six four four five. All right, we have a great program for you here today. As always, I want to start off by just reviewing some of the many ways of how to pay for the high cost of senior care. So I, I think that's like the what do they call it the the two hundred pound elephant in the room or something like that where you're like oh yeah oh boy I don't I don't even want to think about that. So a lot of times that will cause kind of a paralysis by an uh, by analysis, right? They're, they're, they don't even want to look into it. They're just paralyzed with fear uh, because they know this is going to cost so much it might break the bank or take all of your money or whatever the case may be. Okay, so let's jump in and break this down. I'm going to review several different items today throughout the program. You're going to want to take some notes on this. As always, if you have a question, you can give me a call. But uh, let's let's just start off with the basic one. If someone says their services, uh, oh, we're private pay, so that that's the that's kind of the the golden ticket. They're private pay. It will cost its weight in gold, maybe. And guess what? It's usually worth it, frankly. If you need help caring for your loved one, it, it's you have to pay for it some way or another. So when you hear the term, the phrase private pay, that simply means spending your own money for your own care. So you're, you're spending out of pocket. You are using your own resources, your own means to pay for care. So if you're considering bringing in a home care provider to provide some of those non-medical in-home uh, 
assistant type of services and support for your home, which is a great idea, by the way, for a whole lot of people. You will be spending your money out-of-pocket private pay, most likely. A couple of exceptions to that. I'll talk about that later. So you'll be spending somewhere in the neighborhood of $22, $24, uh, maybe upwards of $28 to $30 an hour, usually with a two- to four-hour minimum. A lot of places can provide 24-hour care per day. A lot of the home care providers cannot. That's too difficult for them to staff. But a lot of them do. But a lot of times, actually most of the time, you can get by with a few hours here and there, maybe you know eight hours a day or six hours three times a week, whatever your needs are. But and and you could also hear the term private pay for a healthcare community, senior care community. So so it could be private pay for home care. It could be private pay for a residential care facility, for assisted living, for home plus, or for long term care. A lot of these communities are private pay only. So they could be three or four or five thousand dollars a month. They could be eight, ten, twelve, fourteen thousand dollars per month. They're private pay. So private pay using your own resources to pay for that care or for that service. Okay, we're I'm not going to dwell too much on this today, but I've talked to a lot of people over the years. Who say, yep, Steve, yep, we're, we're going to need some of that home care uh, assistance, somebody to come in to do some light housekeeping, some laundry, hang out with mom for a while, maybe maybe, maybe cook, cook some meals for her and, and maybe run some errands for her with her, et cetera. So that's home, that's home care. Give her some medication reminders. Just, just be there with her. Steve, I got the best Medicare policy that money can buy. I've got Part A. We've got Part B. We've got that Plan F. That's so good of a policy. It pays for every single penny of everything. That policy is so great, they, they, they quit selling it, which is true, by the way. Now, if you already have it, you don't have to give it up, but they just quit selling it. They switched that to G and some other policies, but... I got that A, B. Oh, oh, and I got D, Steve. I got, I got D. Pays for all the pharmaceuticals, but I, I got that plan F. Mom went to the hospital one time, had a significant stay there, a, a serious involved surgery. She was there for several days. We didn't pay a single penny. So, Steve, I, I got the best Medicare coverage that money can buy. So I'm I'm set, right? No, not necessarily. You're you're set for all of your medical expenses. That's great. Pay for your doctor's visits. It'll do, it'll pay for the co-insurance on your uh, on your on your hospitalization and X-rays and labs. All all the stuff that Medicare pays for. But remember, what I've said so many times on the program. Your Medicare is your medical coverage. Just consider Medicare as your health insurance because that's what it is. It's your health insurance. It pays for medical stuff, <laughs> right? It'll also pay, and it's wonderful. It is. Let me tell you, it is really wonderful. It'll also pay for home health care 
to come out, skilled nursing, inter- intermittent skilled nursing visits from a Medicare certified home health agency, pay for physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, all of that stuff, post-hospitalization in your home. It's, it's awesome. It'll also pay for your skilled nursing and rehab stay in a long-term care community if you've been in the hospital for three midnights, right? Three midnights. So let's say this is a real common one. Not that we've had a lot of ice this winter or many winters lately. I'll tell you, when I was a kid, I remember winters were bad. I mean, they were were really bad. And now uh, we're getting off pretty easy. So I I don't know what that says about the weather. But uh, anyway, I digress. <laughs> so you fall on the ice, you fracture your hip. This is super common. Or you don't even have to fall on ice. You can just fall and fracture your hip, right? I mean, it's very common. It happens many times per day all around the country and in our listening area. You go to the hospital. There's a hip surgery. They'll pin it. They'll replace it. You're in there you know, two, three, four days. As long as you're there for three Midnights, that's the ticket. Three midnights, you automatically qualify for Medicare to pay for your stay in a skilled nursing and rehab community. So that's basically, and a lot lot of people don't like this term, that's a nursing home, right, that offers that skilled nursing and rehab therapy. They have a they have a department. They have a unit typically that has a big therapy gym and all these sort of things. So, and and they're certified by Medicare to provide that post hospitalization. And then Medicare will pay. Let me just cover this while I'm here, because there's so much misinformation. Oh my goodness, I get asked about this probably several times a week, just by just when I'm talking to people about all sorts of things with senior care consulting. And, and in fact, I just spoke with the gentleman this last week, now that I think about it. Now, Steve, now, when my mom gets out of the hospital and she's going to go to this nursing home and uh, Medicare's got it's paid up for, for 20 days, or excuse me, for 100 days. And then after that 100, then we're, we're thinking that we're going to need to visit with you about uh, finding long-term placement in either, you know, assisted living or, or a nursing home, whatever we think that, you know, we might need. But we want to we talk to you about that. But we got 100 days to deal with it. And I'm like, eh, 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 time out, time out. You, it's highly likely you'll, you, she will never get anywhere close to 100 days. Not even close. I don't even think she's going to get 20 days. Okay, so Medicare will pay 100% of your cost of a stay at a skilled nursing and rehab center after your three midnights hospitalization. Days 21 through 100, they pay 80% of it. There is a co-pay for day tw- days 21 through 100. If you have a Medicare supplemental policy, it will pay that. But here's the rub. Medicare requires them to discharge you from Medicare services if you are returned to your original baseline capabilities, if you decide, I don't want to do this anymore, and you don't participate, or probably the most common one is you plateau. So you're you're getting better, you're getting better, you're you're improving, you're improving, and then all of a sudden you just you just kind of you're stuck right there. 
and and that seems to be about as far back as you're going to bounce and that that is your new normal and that's not what you used to do you used to be able to your your previous capabilities right so maybe you used to be fully functional and now you can only walk 30 feet independently maybe that's your new normal once you hit that plateau medicare will discharge okay so so i'm going to continue that thought on medicare coming up next but first the senior care live question of the week with the VA aid and attendance benefit, any veteran can sign up to receive some extra money as a thank you for your service. Is that statement true or false? The answer coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. Don't forget you can stream this program to any device at SeniorCareLive.com and through the app Odyssey, and that's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Just download the Odyssey app. Favorite your station, Talk 980 AM. Thank you very much. (laughs) And then you'll be able to stream this program uh, every Saturday morning at 11, Sunday afternoons at 2. How about that? All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. With the VA aid and attendance benefit, any veteran can sign up to receive some extra money as a thank you for your service. Is that statement true or false? And the answer is... False. The answer is false. It's only for a qualifying veteran or the surviving spouse of a veteran to help them pay for senior care. And I'm going to talk about that here in just a little bit. How, how's that for a teaser? <laughs> All right. So uh, we're, we're back today talking about how to pay for the high cost of senior care. I was visiting with our phenomenal producer, Sean, on the break, and I said, well, I said I was just going to touch on Medicare, and here I am going through a whole bunch of extra stuff. I always forget there's quite a bit to this Medicare thing, and it's wildly misunderstood. So, so again, it's your health insurance. I just talked about how it will pay for up to 100 days. And so as so many people think well, they're counting on 100 days, and you rarely get it. The average length of stay that I see personally is anywhere from two to five weeks kind of depending on your situation now where you're going to get into those upper numbers and maybe even approach that hundred is a a real a real typical situation i've seen is if someone has a stroke strokes are really bad news and a lot of times they can leave a person very debilitated and there's a slow but steady recovery when you're recovering from a stroke And frankly, that window is only open for a certain period of time. So you want to do all the work you can as fast as you can while your brain is trying to rewire around the damage so that you can get all of your function back or as much as possible back. And a lot of times that will involve uh, all three therapies, physical therapy, occupational therapy, and speech therapy. 
that's when I see people getting into 60, 90, 100 days. But for your typical, you had a fall, you fractured a hip, you're in the hospital for three midnights, you, you go get your physical therapy uh, in your occupational therapy, mainly PT to get you kind of back up and running. You hit a plateau or, or, you, or you bounce back to your original baseline again, your original capability, whatever it is. Uh, Two, three, four weeks, you know, maybe five weeks, you know, maybe six weeks. If you you have to be progressing and improving and documented, right? In- incremental progression. But but once you plateau, uh, you're you're going to be discharged from that. And then at that point, you're going to have to make some decisions. You're going to stay there. You, if you stay there and you need that level of care, you're going to start paying for that out of pocket. Okay, or you can move to assisted living. You can move back home wherever you're moving. So I have so many people say, hey, Steve, I got the best Medicare coverage that you can buy, and that'll pay for my home care, right? I'm like, no, it won't. Okay, well, then that'll pay for assisted living, right? Uh, No, no, it won't. Okay, okay, well, well, Steve, Steve, you're killing me. (laughs) Did I mention I have the best Medicare coverage available? Well, it'll pay for uh, our stay in the nursing home, right? No... No, it won't. It is medical coverage only. I just wanted to just really kind of drive that point home. Pays for all that other stuff. It's wonderful. And, and, and it'll, pay, it'll pay for your home health care. It'll pay for the hospice benefit. I mean, it, your hospitalizations, your doctor's offices, labs, x-rays. I mean, it, it pays for so many things, but they're all medical in nature okay all right so i'm just going to barely touch on medicare i I want to move on right i just spent so much time on that but that's really important to do that okay so we have private pay using your own resources to pay for your care home care and then all the different levels of assisted uh, of of senior care communities including assisted living all of them You have Medicare. We just talked about that. Let's move on to long-term care insurance. So long-term care insurance started off the first time I remember, I don't know officially when it started. It could have been in the 80s, but I officially started hearing about it in the 90s. And at that point, it was a nursing home policy. And boy, that sounds exciting, doesn't it? Pretty sexy. Ooh, let me get some of that nursing home insurance. Let me sign up for that. (laughs) <laughs> right? People were not real excited about signing up for that nursing home policy. Well, you, know, you pay all this money, and, and if someday you end up in a nursing home, then we're going to help you pay a little bit of that. Okay, well, no thanks. And it didn't, it kind of really flopped. And then the insurance, and I heard about that in the 90s. Then the insurance companies said, well, we need to uh, kind of expand these policies and make them maybe a little more uh, widely applicable so that more people will buy them. So then they said, okay, well, your long-term care insurance, it's not that medical insurance coverage like Medicare is. Uh, It very specifically pays for, we need to expand it into paying for home care. We need to expand it into paying for assisted living and adult daycare and uh, as well as you know, assisted living and long-term care. 
Okay, so it'll pay for all those things. So the guy that just said, hey, Stevie, I've got all this this Medicare and it's going to pay for all this stuff, won't it? And I'm like, no, it won't. Well, this that's because long-term care insurance, that is a very specific type of insurance coverage that does pay for all of those things. But it's a separate policy. A lot of people don't see the need because they, I'll tell you what, they got off kind of uh, on, on the wrong foot. People were, you know, kind of kind of a negative reputation. That's really unfortunate. And a lot of people ask me all the time, ah, you wouldn't waste your money on that, would you, Steve? And I'm like, uh, yes. In my opinion, senior care is so expensive, long-term care insurance is no longer an option. And you heard that right. If you don't have it, you should run, not walk to see if you qualify for long-term care insurance. They are very much geared to meet your needs. There is an inflationary protection built in. Well, it's not built in. It's actually a rider, which, uh, in my opinion, is uh, no. that's just not an option. you got to have that. I'm going to break this down, all, all this stuff here in a minute. It will pay for your home care, that non-medical in-home assistance. It will pay for adult daycare, pay for assisted living, Long-term care, residential care, it'll pay for Home Plus. So it will pay for all of those things. And coming up next, I'm going to break that down on my recommendations on all of these different parameters. And, uh, you know, depending on how you set some of these parameters, uh, that may increase your premium or decrease your premium. It's like any other insurance, right? If you have a low deductible, you pay more for that. If you have a high deductible, you pay less for that. So all of these things work very similar to how other insurance policies work. It's just very specific for the need for long-term care. And coming up next, I'm going to break that down for you. Don't go away. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. Don't forget to check out all of our podcasts of all the recent episodes at SeniorCareLive.com and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so the main focus of the program today, I'll have a little bit of a Something different here towards the end of the program, but we're really focusing today on how to pay for the high cost of senior care. We're talking about long-term care insurance right now, and most people think they don't need it. That's a big mistake. By spoiler alert, (laughs) big mistake. Or they they're just like, ah, I'm I'm not going to pay for that insurance, Steve. I mean, what if I pay for it and I don't use it? I'm like, well, okay. Let me let me just say this. If you pay for long-term care insurance, you don't use it, well, you just won the lottery. You're really, really lucky. All right? Then the other thing I would say is, well, so we're going to pay for our house insurance for 40 or 50 or 60 or 70 or 80 years, and we really hope we never have to use that. 
don't we? What's the difference? You pay your car insurance premium every single month, every month, cost a lot of money, and you hope to never have to file a claim, right? Am I right? I am right. Yes, Steve, I'm right. Okay. Yes, Steve, you're right. I even answer myself. Okay. So what's the difference? I'll give you some statistics. Depending on which study you look at, 75% of us will pay for long-term care at some point in our lives. 75% will require long-term care. And again, depending on the study that you look at, anywhere from 5 to 7% of us have long-term care insurance. That's a big gap, big gap. So do I recommend long-term care insurance? Yes, I don't sell it. Go out and talk to a broker that can shop uh, shop you know several different companies to get you the best product for your needs. But these are some of the some of the parameters that I always recommend. There's something called an elimination period, which is a really crazy term. I don't know who came up with that. It's a deductible. So the most common elimination period that I see is 90 days. That means you pay the full cost of whatever your care is for 90 days, and then this policy starts paying on day 91. You can buy a 60-day, 30-day, zero-day elimination period. That means less out-of-pocket when you need it, but guess what that does? It raises your premium. Okay, so you can do whatever you want. You can kind of, your broker can massage these numbers to try to, Get this premium to fit in sort of uh, inside of some you know, some kind of a budget, some parameter that you might have in mind. Okay. Uh, usually, ninety day is is reasonable. Okay. Uh, a daily benefit. This is really important. Don't don't underbuy this. Don't don't buy a fifty dollar a day benefit. That'll get you fifteen hundred bucks a month. I mean, if you needed a nursing home, you're seventy five hundred dollars a month, so you're six thousand short. So unless you have the assets to be able to fund that six thousand dollars out of pocket to supplement this fifteen hundred, then you just wasted your money. Okay, and I've seen that way too many times. It's heartbreaking. People think, oh, I hey, I got long term care insurance, I'm set. They come to find out they have this tiny little benefit, and it felt good that you had it, but when it comes, when, it, when the rubber meets the road, it was useless. So buy enough coverage or don't buy it at all. That's just my personal opinion. Daily benefit of at least $200 a day. That'll give you $6,000 a month to work with. If you need it to fully fund your stay in assisted living or long-term care, you might want to look at $250 a day and maybe even upwards of $300. So again, $200 a day is going to set your premium at, you know, whatever it is. If you want $250 a day, your premium is going to go up. If you, if you can pay $100 a day out of your own pocket and you need to supplement that, then maybe you can just get a $100, $150 a day benefit to add to what you have. So you're partially insuring that cost, maybe not fully, okay? So I would recommend at least 200 a day more if possible. As far as the term, you'll have a two and a half year average length of stay in assisted living. 
And again, depending on what study you look at, okay, 59% of assisted living residents will require an increase in the level of care. So they would have to move up to that long-term care, that nursing home level, where their average length of stay is two and a half years. And again, it depends on what study you look at. Okay, but they're all pretty close. So there's your five years. So guess what? I recommend a five-year term. If you buy a seven-year term, they're on the hook for a longer period of time, so that increases your premium. If you buy a three-year term, that decreases your premium. But I I would recommend a five-year term just looking at the national averages. All right, this one is not negotiable. Okay, insurance broker Steve Keeker with Senior Care Consulting and Senior Care Live said this one's not negotiable. 5% inflation rider, you must have this period. Okay, that means that everything goes up 5% a year, that your, your premium's going to also inch up a little bit, but it's going to keep up with the rising cost of all of this senior-related health care. Man, it's expensive. Okay, and then your policy must be a state partnership plan, and that is not negotiable. I'm not going to break that one down today, but... Mr. Long-Term Care Insurance Broker Steve Keeker with Senior Care Consulting and Senior Care Live said, my long-term care insurance policy must be a state partnership plan. Trust me, you, you'll be thanking me later. <laughs> All right. So here's the catch. You have to qualify for this insurance. You don't just get it. You'll have to qualify for that insurance with your good health. I think the best time to buy it is age 55 plus or minus five years. So between the age 50 and 60. Uh, Dave Ramsey, our old friend Dave Ramsey, love him to pieces. He recommends buying it on your 60th birthday. So you see kind of the general area. Yes, you can buy it earlier than that, younger than that. You may be able to buy it later than that. It's going to cost more. And if you have some health insurance or health related issue, it's, it's it's going to disqualify you. Okay. And then I want to talk about the VA aid and attendance benefit. It is not for any veteran as a thank you. I I wish it would do that. But it's designed to help qualifying veteran or a surviving spouse pay for the high cost of senior care. So there are three requirements that you have to meet. There's a service-related requirement at least 90 consecutive days of active duty in one of the branches of the military, at least one of those days during a period of war. So you have World War II, December 7th, 1941, through December 31, 1946. In the Korean War, these are, most of my clients fall into one of these two. Korean War, June 27, 1950, through January 31, 1955. We also have some Vietnam-era veterans Uh, who are starting to age uh, up into uh, the need for this. Most of my clients are are in both both of those, okay? And then not dishonorably discharged, okay? So uh, that's the service-related requirement. On the financial side of things, uh, you can have liquid assets of about $134,000, $135,000. They just moved the number or less. That's your liquid assets, your house, your car, Stuff in your house, all those things are exempt. They're just looking at liquid assets. If you have more than that, once you spend down to that number, you would qualify. If you're under that, then you already qualify. There's an income calculation. 
So whatever your monthly income is minus your medical expenses, your unreimbursed medical expenses, and they could be uh, the cost of your long-term care community or your assisted living community. It could be the cost of your home care expenses. You can deduct your Medicare premiums, diabetic supplies, incontinent supplies, your prescriptions, your mileage to and from dental offices, doctor's offices, optical appointments, all of those sort of things. If you take your monthly income minus those costs, if that number is zero or negative, you qualify. And then you have to require assistance with uh, at least two activities of daily living. So if you need assistance with either bathing or mobility or transferring, incontinence, feeding yourself, toileting, getting dressed, medication management or meal preparation, if you need help with at least two of those things, then this is going to pay out for you. A single veteran could receive just under $2,000 a month. That's a lot of money. That makes a big, big, big difference. A married veteran, over $2,300 a month. That's a big deal. If you're the surviving spouse of a veteran who met those qualifications and has passed away, but you're a surviving spouse, you can receive just under $1,300 per month. Okay? And so I recommend... All of my clients contact the VFW National Headquarters. I've had Mr. Ron Cherry on this program several times. They have a department there that will help you free of charge, and they'll help you fill out that application. Their phone number is 816-968-1153. And I'll have more coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. All right, so we covered a lot of ground today talking about private pay, Medicare, long-term care insurance, and VA aid and attendance benefit. I talked about Medicaid last week a little bit. So uh, that that's a, there's a lot of different ways to pay for the high cost of senior care. And if it's if it sounds confusing, oh man, it is. It is. I mean, there are there's so much to know about this, but guess what? With senior care consulting, we're experts at this stuff. We get it, we understand it. And guess what part of our process is? When we're going through our proprietary geriatric care assessment, that we call a care profile that we build with you asking you lots of questions, we review, it's, it's a very educational process. We talk about that 200-pound, 800-pound elephant in the room, okay? I don't know, 2,000-pound elephant in the room, whatever it is. It, it's a big one. <laughs> you know, how, how, how are we going to pay for this? We, we talk about that. We explore that. Are you a veteran? Was your spouse a veteran? Is your spouse a veteran? We, 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 we look, do, we, do you have long-term care insurance? Yeah, we do. But we don't understand it, Steve. We just, it's just sitting in a drawer. Can you help us understand that? Let's take a look at it, and I'll show you exactly how this thing works and what you've got. 
Okay, so we explore these sort of things. Well, Steve, we have some limited assets, and and we think we're going to outlive our assets. Okay, let's talk about Medicaid. We break that all down. Here's here's what it what it looks like. Here's approximately how long your assets will last. And then here's how you will qualify for Medicaid. This is what that looks like. Okay, so we uh, there's a tremendous amount of consulting that comes along with the placement services offered by Senior Care Consulting. Again, if that's resonating with you, if you and your family are struggling or you're just kind of dreading <laughs> the thought of, oh my gosh, this is overwhelming uh, to say the least, we're going to need some help with this, reach out to my firm. would love to visit with you about that. 913-945-2800. We'll offer you a free consultation and we'll talk about that. 913-945-2800. You can also visit online, SeniorCareConsulting.com. Check us out. We'd love to visit with you about that. All right. Here I go being provocative again. And now, Senior Care in the News. A news report from Steve Keeker, president of Senior Care Consulting. Okay, this is from uh, Johns Hopkins. It's a stunning report, frankly. Uh, I, you know, I found this this particular one. It's a, it's the same thing reported everywhere in a bunch of different outlets. This is from uh, ABC Action News from February the fourth. John Hopkins University study finds lockdowns only reduced COVID deaths by point. Woo! You think that one's stirring the pot? Ruffling lots of feathers? A new study by researchers at Johns Hopkins University reveals COVID lockdowns prevented only a very small number of deaths caused by the virus. The authors reviewed 24 separate studies and broke them into three groups. Lockdown stringency index studies shelter-in-place order studies, and specific non-pharmaceutical intervention studies. An analysis of each found that, quote, lockdowns have had little to no effect on COVID-19 mortality. Guaranteed, this is making the heads spin off of lots of people. I wonder why we're not hearing about this much in the mainstream media. Isn't that interesting? Interesting. There goes that provocative stuff. Okay, and I'm not getting political. I'm just saying I've asked I've asked the, the question so many times on this program. Do you think some decisions and reporting and the release of information has been politicized at all? And I, I think we all keep coming back to the same answer. And I yes, to some extent, I, I believe so. I think it's fairly obvious. So it goes on to say the numbers suggest lockdowns in Europe and the United States reduced the COVID-19 mortality rate. By only an average of 0.2%. Shelter-in-place orders didn't fare much better as they only reduced deaths by an average of 2.9%. Researchers did find that lockdown orders caused enormous economic and social costs wherever they were implemented. The authors concluded that lockdown policies are, quote, ill-founded and suggested they be rejected in future pandemics. It goes on to say the study was performed uh, by these three uh, uh, individuals. Then on the website, John Hopkins says the views expressed in this report are only those of the authors and not necessarily the university. That's their little legal disclaimer that their attorneys made them put on there. Okay, But just look at the catastrophic damage 
the lockdowns have caused, economically and socially. How many trillions of dollars in untold numbers of businesses were lost? Think about the education of our children and the lasting negative impact that will have on them. And the tremendous increase in alcohol and drug abuse and domestic violence skyrocketed, crime increased. It just goes on and on and on. Well, well Steve, I mean, what else could we have done? Well, there's not enough time on this program to go into that. I'll, I'll say many people advocated for not locking down. They recommended having those most at risk protect themselves, and then let's take care of them. And they can stay locked down. We can bring goods and services to them. We can help them out. And the rest of us uh, about society go about our business, protect ourselves the best we can. Uh, there, there, there are lots of other ideas, but let me say, and I don't have the, all the solutions or the, you know, the right or the wrong answers or whatever. This will be studied for decades and decades and decades. What the, the pandemic and the response and the toll and the results. And then here's another piece that this one kind of blew me away. This is from KU Med Center. I pulled this straight off of Facebook on February the 7th from KU Med Center. They're talking, they just have these updates. And, and, and it shows that I think we're cresting and maybe coming down, but these are particularly disturbing numbers. Uh, patients with active COVID 19 infection, 78. Unvaccinated. So of those 78 active infected patients, 24 are unvaccinated. So what do we hear from all the media, the White House, everywhere? Those evil unvaccinated people. And before you think I'm an anti-vaxxer, no, wrong. I've had every vaccine you can pump into me, including this one and the booster. So no, wrong. You're wrong on that one. Okay, I understand. I understand it. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I get it. Non-vaccinated people, 24. Partially or fully vaccinated people, 54. That's straight from KU Med Center. Patients in the intensive care unit, non-vaccinated patients, 10. Partially or fully vaccinated patients, 10. On ventilators, something you do not want. Unvaccinated patients on ventilators, five. Partially or fully vaccinated patients on ventilators, six. Folks, this is straight from KU Med Center. All right, so I wanted to be provocative. I wanted to throw that out there and just ask the question again. Is what you're hearing the truth, or is it being massaged to fit a narrative, or has it been politicized? And you make your own decision on that one. All right. I enjoyed that show. That, that, was, a, that was a really good program. I hope, I hope you did, too. I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. Join me next week right here on Senior Care Live. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.